1: Happy Hump Day Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki and I'm here with Stephanie and our colleagues Margie and Miranda from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all safe, happy and healthy and this is episode 634 and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains
0: that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us will be glad to help. You can text us. It's Vicki, Margie, Miranda, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544, and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your trip, so just contact us today.
1: All right, so I'm hoping that uh, you guys, the listeners, will find this show as mostly positive, so I'm going to start with the wah, wah, wah at the beginning because this literally came across the feed right before we started recording this podcast and that is Florida Governor DeSantos is recommending that people in Florida wear masks indoors because of the rising number of COVID cases that that are going on right there. So take that for what it is. Um, I know that not a lot of people are wearing them here where we live. I don't know. um, Steph lives close to me, but Miranda lives in Um, Colorado, and Margie lives in North Carolina, so I don't know how it is where you guys are, but I still wear my mask. I don't go a lot of places, but I still wear my mask just because in the last week, we've had three families that we know contract COVID, so take that for what it is. I'm hoping this doesn't mean we're going backwards, but I think if we're precautionary, it could be helpful. What do you guys think?
0: So I'm curious if the governor... Put out that statement and it was very recent. I wonder if Disney will act on that and just go ahead and make it mandatory back inside again. Isn't it still mandatory? It's not mandatory inside,
1: or is it transportation? It's just on on
2: transportation.
0: Yeah. So in the stores or in the restaurants or waiting in line. That was kind of the step before it got to where it is. Mm -hmm. They were requiring it. I wonder if since the governor said that, Disney will go back and say, okay back back to wearing masks in those places? I feel like
2: everything I just feel like it went away way too fast right
1: we didn't do stages not like we did stages the other way
2: yeah Mm -hmm. I feel like we didn't do the stages and like all of a sudden I was in stores and I was the only one wearing a mask and I'm like wait when are we not when was this told to me that we weren't needing to wear a mask and I still wear my mask but like I don't know I just feel like it went by too quickly and so I would wonder if Disney brings it back to indoors. And I would wear it. If I were to go to Disney right now, I would still wear it indoors. People are coming from... Everywhere.
0: Everywhere.
1: It's not as big of a
0: deal when you're inside because there's air conditioning. So if you're inside in the, the middle of summer, like I get why people wanted to rip them off and be free of the mask in the hot Florida weather. But if you're going inside and it's air conditioned, it's it's not it's too bad potential. to wear it mm-hmm all <clears throat> and i
2: didn't even mind wearing it in line i went in the beginning of june and it was when you didn't have to wear it walking around the parks but you had to wear it in line and indoors and i didn't really even mind that like wearing it in line so i don't know i if people were really really close to me which they were in line because there was no social distancing i was like put on my mask. And even like in the stores, I don't know if I would be that concerned because you're not hanging around the same people for a long period of time, you know, but when you're in line, you're like right next to those people for an hour, right? like that's direct contact. So, so listeners, what we're saying is Disney has
1: said nothing. I'm literally, this just came on my uh, Twitter feed. Right before we started recording, I'm just throwing it out there. So make you aware and we will update you as soon as we know anything. But for right now, this was a strong suggestion from him. So
0: I would assume you if if Disney was going to act on this, they would be acting this week. So it could be even by the time we do air this. So it'd be something to like check our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, the Mouse Pades podcast. Check that out, and Vicky will be sure to update that if there is some sort of news out there about Disney requiring or changing their mask requirements again.
1: So let's get on to the good stuff. <laughs> <'Cause I feel laughs> like that behind us. Well, I, I always feel like sometimes I give the the bad news to somebody else so I made sure that I did the bad news so that I could be the bad person but uh, (laughs) the cool thing is this week we found out by the end of 2021 and if you're connected to any of our travel pages we try to make a huge deal about this because by the end of 2021 all Disney resorts will be reopened thank you Disney for listening to us Um, I know we have a chat that we all are on and we were all super excited about it Um, beginning Last week, you could start reserving rooms at Disney's All-Star Music, Disney's Port of Orleans, um, Riverside, Disney's Port of Orleans French Quarter, and as well as All-Star Sports Resort and All-Star, did I say All-Star Music? I don't think I did. Anyways, um, so recently, the Boardwalk Inn had just opened, Polynesian's opening this week, and... Next or next month is Animal Kingdom Lodge. So by the end of the year, they will all be open again and you can start reserving at all of them. In fact, I had somebody reach out today. They're pretty excited. They're going to get to stay at French Quarter, hopefully for the princess run. So, yay! we're back on track. People reach out to us. We'd love to help you.
0: I mean, we had been saying for a while, like, come on, Disney, you are holding out on those value and moderate resorts. It just seemed like they were dragging their feet to open the rest of those resorts. And those are some people can only afford to go to those resorts. And so all of the other ones are filling up and kind of leaving people hanging. Like, I guess I can't go to Disney because I can't afford this right now. So I'm very grateful that those are now open. Um, Port Orleans is I mean, it's, it's an amazing both both Riverside and French Quarter it's a great resort. I wish it was on the Skyliner. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, really. Man, that would really up it, but French um French Quarter is so small that you don't have to worry as much about bus transportation. Great. In those royal guest rooms with the
2: fireworks on their bed posts or their bed headboards. I texted my bestie last night and I was like, "Um, do you want to go with our two daughters that are best friends, and we can stay in these rooms?
3: <laughs> like this Mom, would
2: be the perfect like just, just trip. Just the daughters. I would just take yeah. I would take her daughter and my daughter, and it would just be us two, like moms and the two daughters. And
0: Aww.
1: that oh was the gosh. most fun trip. And I mean, my kids aren't little like hers, but because Kaylee's an adult, but that was a really fun trip in February to just have moms and daughters. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. I would strongly suggest that although Brad went father daughter and they had a blast too. So, you know, I don't think there's a wrong way to go.
0: All right. So I have some news about the VIP tours. If you remember, even if you were spending gobs and gobs of money for these VIP tours, you still had to get a boarding pass for rise of the resistance, just like everyone else. So you could pay a ton of money and then not be able to get your boarding pass like some of us vicki and i have both been in that situation where we're like oh cool <laughs> it took under three seconds and it's <laughs> the boarding passes are gone <laughs> um well now that is no longer going to be an issue beginning this past sunday vip tour groups no longer needed a boarding pass to ride rise of the resistance the vips are going to be escorted to the front of the line making you feel super cool like right as if you didn't already feel super cool now you're getting escorted to the front of the line of rise of the resistance um and they won't need a boarding pass disney realizes that rise of the resistance boarding pass process has been pretty complicated thank you we, disney yes <laughs> we have complained about that quite a bit. Um, and they are continually trying to improve their system. So for now, guests may find it worth it to ensure the opportunity to have the chance to ride. However, it comes at a pretty pity. Tours range from $425 to $850 an hour. <laughs> and here's the kicker. In order to get this vip riser resistance pass you must have a minimum of a seven hour tour ouch that's that's pretty rough however you can get these tours with up to 10 people in a group so if you are going with like couples like maybe miranda's trip i know it's not disney world you're going to disneyland but when you're going with couples and you could split it five ways at least a little bit more well That you can um, that pill you could swallow a little better.
2: So this is just for Disney World, correct? Correct. That's Disney. Because World. at Disneyland, um, how they're doing their VIP tours and Rise of the Resistance. Because I just had somebody who laid down the big bucks for a VIP tour
0: so Yay. at Disneyland. So yeah. Exciting. So how they're
2: doing it is you don't have to worry about getting a boarding pass. Like the VIP tour is your boarding pass. Which it should be. But you have right. to wait in the line for your, to get on the line. You're not gonna be, at least at Disneyland, as of last week, you would not be escorted to the front of the line like you would be at Disney World. You still have to wait in the line, but the VIP guide, tour guide knows when the lines are shorter, then longer right and so they're going to take you there longer or take you there and then the the other thing that the cast member suggested to me to let my clients know and let everybody else know if you are doing a VIP tour with the boarding pass at Disneyland um to either to make it your last ride of your of your tour so then you're not spending part of your seven hours because it's it is oh. a twenty. It is a twenty-minute ride. Like once you get to the ride, it's twenty minutes. Gotcha. So if you're waiting twenty minutes in line and then twenty minutes of the ride, that's going to take forty minutes of your VIP tour that you just paid eight hundred and fifty dollars for. Um, so they suggested to do that last, and they can just drop you off at Rise of the Resistance, like when your tour is at six hours and 59 minutes, (laughs) then that would be the end, but you don't have to worry about getting a boarding pass. So Disney World, it seems a little bit better, but still it's gonna take 20 minutes of your tour away as well, so.
1: It is cool, because I don't think that I realized you could go park to park. I think that's where your money value is gonna go up or down. It didn't give a exact science to it, but if you wanted to do multiple parks, you can, but keep in mind, moving to those other parks as part of the seven hours as well. So, um,
2: well, my, the person that I talked to as as far as like Disneyland goes, she says the rates go up depending on um, like the weekends, it's going to be more expensive. The summers is going to be more expensive, you know? And so if you're going during a high peak time, that's going to be a more expensive VIP tour.
3: So Margie, I have a question are the Disneyland prices the same as Disney World? The Disneyland price that they gave to my clients was seven hundred dollars
2: an hour Oh wow. so and again they had to do a minimum of seven hours
0: Wow so. so I have a great idea all of us Mascapades podcast girls we could we we'll get 10 of us to go and then we only have to pay a tenth of the price there you go and we'll, and we'll the VIP go tour. And we'll go when it's
2: $425 an hour. There you go. And now it's 850 So that would be good. And I bet you anything Magic Kingdom prices are higher. Yeah. They might be comparable. I don't know. But this is just for the Hollywood Studios VIP tour. Hmm. I don't know. I still really want a plaid, though. Like, I just <laughs> want to walk around. Like, I just think it would be so much fun. <laughs> I'm just gonna send you a the jacket. <laughs> yeah I'm like can I just wear the jacket? Um, and the other thing cool thing about a VIP tour at um, Disneyland is like you were saying Vicki you can go from park to park and at Disneyland it's way easier because you just have to walk across the thing to get into California Adventure so you're not taking very much time away and And you can even, like, if you have a VIP tour and you said that your starting park is Magic Kingdom but you want to change your mind and start at California Adventure, oh yeah, they can do that for you. They have the green light.
3: Let's stay on the topic of Disneyland and talk about this awesome news about the Oogie Boogie Bash that's coming back this year, September 3rd through October 31st, along with a bunch of really cool Halloween festivities. Um, Just a side note, this Oogie Boogie Bash is the extra ticket event for Disneyland. So it'll happen when the park closes from 6 to 11 p.m. Just as a planning note, like, Zach and I don't do the extra events. So if you're planning on going to Disneyland during the Halloween time, you might want to plan your parks accordingly and know that Disney's California Adventure will close early on those extra ticket days. Um. Along with Oogie Boogie Bash, some of the other Halloween festivities that will be coming back are the overlay that comes to the Haunted Mansion with Jack Skellington and the Nightmare Before Christmas crew. The Guardians of the Galaxy receives their nightly um, do-over with Monsters After Dark. Um, For those of you who don't know, Monsters After Dark is the sequel to the original ride that transitions at night. So if you go on Guardians of the Galaxy during the day, you will get a different story than the one you will get at night. That includes the pre-show. That's cool. Um, if you time it right, you can get them back-to-back, and that's a ton of fun.
2: That sounds awesome. I knew about Hollywood, or about Haunted Mansion, but I did not know about the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy.
3: It's it's so cool. I just laughed the whole time. Um, and then... Also in California Adventure, they're going to have the Frightfully Fun Parade and the Villain's Grove at Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. This is really cool. The lengths that they go to to decorate that trail, is it's incredible. Um, and all the characters that they situate on that trail are super interactive. It's That's worth it.
0: Did you say you and Zach do go to these or
3: have gone to these before? We have not. We usually don't, but... I'm I'm gonna admit I'm a little bit tempted
0: (laughs) maybe this time
3: yeah four monsters after dark it's not connected to the party so you can just do this at night it's just part of the Halloween theme so you don't have to pay to get that version of the ride same thing with Haunted Mansion Haunted Haunted Mansion is just it's a holiday Mm. theme from October until Christmas um but the Frightfully Fun Parade and the Villains Grove, you do have to pay extra for those. Um, Cars Land is another freebie during Halloween. They redecorate the whole strip. So the cones turn into little ghosts. Mater dons a new get up. It's really cute. Um, Pump- Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit is a new Halloween themed pumpkin hunt coming to Disneyland. I was trying to research if this was an extra ticket event or not. It doesn't look like it. It looks like you can just do this whenever. Um, but tickets for the extra event, the Oogie Boogie Bash, one on sale yesterday, July 13th. Um, so if you want to get those, let us know. What do you listeners think? Are you going to try to get to the Oogie Boogie Bash?
1: Mm. I My friend is going, the one that I went to Florida to in February, and she's going with some of her friends from a company that she used to work for uppercase living I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, they haven't seen each other. Cause I think the company dispersed now, I, I don't hear of any parties of those anymore, but anyway, she wanted to really go, but I guess they didn't, they weren't really for it or maybe it wasn't going to be one of the days that they were going to be there. Cause she was super pumped about it. She had researched it a lot, like what you were saying, all that stuff. And she's like, and it's going to have this and it's going to have this. And I said, well, just <laughs> tell them you want to go to it. And she's like, She's like, we decided to do two-day park hoppers. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but I felt bad because she, she got herself so psyched up about it.
2: I, I would love to go to yes. any ticketed event. I have yet to go to any of them. I just can't Bucket
1: swallow list,
0: that price tag. I, I know. The prices just keep going up. And so, Miranda, are the hours shorter than
3: what they have been in the past? Or is this the typical hours? No, it's just, it's typical hours. But if you, let's say you have a park hopper and you start in Disneyland and you're going to transition at two o'clock to California Adventure. Just keep in mind that if it's an event night, you're going to get kicked out at six o'clock. So I would flip that. If you're not going to the party, I would start. You can start at DCA and then transfer to Disneyland. This way you get your money's worth. Right.
2: Good to know. Well, a cast member at Disney World was spotted by a sign for a new location for the guests looking to use the disability access and writer switch services. So does this mean that you don't have to go, like, you don't go to the front of the line or to, like, the kiosk? Kind of, you know, like usually when we do rider swap, we just go to the front of the people where you enter the ride. I am not making any sense. Do you so, understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I do understand at what you're saying. St- well, at, like, no, like at the, when you're like entering the official line queue oh, and yes. there's like. It says standby fast pass. Yes, f- standby fast pass. Is that not where we go for rider
1: switch? Not according to this article and i thought you would know more about it because i knew your uh, customer which well, one it's,
2: yeah it's um pamela, pamela it's yes. saying that the new location you can find it um near splash mountain and big thunder mountain so, so you don't
1: have to go all the way back up to the front remember she had that problem didn't she where she had to go all the way back up to guest relations to get this taken care of but now they have certain spots in the parks that you can do this
2: Okay, so does this mean, because uh, I was confused when I was like researching this, so this just means like what if you need to sign up for the disability access, Correct. right, then you go to these spots, there's instead one of the guest instead service. of guest services.
1: But then I thought it would be helpful if we told them a little bit what those are, because there are people that don't understand. I mean, remember, we didn't know why people were going in the fast pass line when there wasn't. Yeah, fast definitely. So definitely. I just thought this would be a good way to okay so maybe
2: okay so I would say this so like if you're at the parks and you're like okay yeah my child really isn't able to handle these rights because of their disability maybe you went to the parks thinking that your child's or your disability wouldn't say like no I can't say does that make sense like I'm just wondering why somebody would want to sign up for it by Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain and not at guest services like why would they just not do that when they first arrive at the park
1: well maybe when they first arrived they didn't think it was an issue that's what I'm
2: trying to say so yeah maybe you don't think that it's an issue so then you there are there's a new spot by Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain
0: or maybe also it's because guest service is getting a lot too many people. Stuff. You yeah. know, it's not just them dealing with um getting people these these cards. It's also, you know, people who have problems with their apps and people who mm-hmm. have problems with everything. Things, so. You can also sign up um for
2: disability access at Disney Springs. I know that a lot of people when you know their travel day, when they first arrive to Disney World, they yes. go to Disney Springs that night. And so you can go to Guest Relations there and also sign up for disability access. So what disability access is, is for those guests that have some sort of disability that prevents you from waiting in a regular queue. Autistic children, ADHD, I don't know the list.
1: There's. Uh, I mean, they could be in a wheelchair. They could be in
2: a wheelchair. They could have... You know, it could be a very minimal disability. It could be a very high disability. Um, you can sign up for disability access. You're still going to wait for for the ride. You're just not going to wait in the queue. So let's say that Splash Mountain is at 80 minutes. You can go and talk to the people and say, we're on disability access. And they will give you a return time, 80 minutes from that time and then you can go and do other things around the park and 80 minutes from that time you can come back and then that's when you use the fast pass
0: and line queue and by cue. do other things it doesn't mean go to a different ride and get in a you, queue for for that you no, could no, no. You, you, you
2: could if it's supposed to if, if it's like a 10 minute line okay
0: you i aren't would say really supposed to be doing that you're supposed to be just waiting somewhere that's more comfortable for like that's that's the what people are supposed to be doing at least.
1: Well, I would say in that situation, especially in Frontierland, then they could go to things like Country, Country Baseball Tiki Room, um, Hall of President, get a snack. yeah, get a snack or have lunch. You could go out to Tom Sawyer Island. Right. So you know just do things that aren't going to um
2: stimulate.
1: Yeah, something that's gonna overstimulate the child mm-hmm. and get them upset. And For people who don't understand that or don't know any kids like that, um, I just would ask the listeners to please be uh, kind about that stuff because sometimes it's not a child just being belligerent. Sometimes there is seriously an issue. And unless you're that parent, you don't understand that issue. Please be, you know, just be courteous of that.
0: And you can't tell physically by looking at somebody. It's not something that, you know, you should, oh, well. They're just pulling one over. Like, just don't judge people. Yeah,
2: totally. Um, yeah, you can't. You can't tell. I know that I watched this one. I I don't understand autism. I don't understand the spectrum because it's so I big. just don't. It's so no. big. But I was watching this one YouTube video about um, about. Uh, it was Mark Rober, and he did a really good representation of what an autistic child experiences when they're at the park. Like just a regular playground, like community park. I could only imagine the the bravery that it would take for a mom, a parent, parents to take an autistic child to Disney. They want that experience for their child, but the stimulation that comes from going to Disney like has to be so, overwhelming and so i just love that disney has this disability access and it's not just for autistic kids it's for you know anything and anybody who has some kind of disability that does not allow you to stand in a a a regular queue line and and i'm glad also that you still have to wait the it's not like okay i have disability access so i'm going to go right to fast pass
0: And I think that's what it got confused with. People would see people going through the line and they didn't realize. They also waited their 80 minutes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they they came back after the 80 minutes and got on. They didn't just get a a free fast passes for everything. For sure and you're only
2: allowed to have one ride loaded at a time so you can't go to splash mountain and get your 80 minute ride and then go to big thunder mountain t- two minutes later and load it for 40 minutes you know like you can that's only what have I was su- talk about
0: like that's not uh, going okay. to do it
2: <laughs> no 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 so yeah you after after you after you have ridden splash mountain then you can go to the next ride and sign up for disability access at that ride kind of yes. thing, so you can only have one. Um, and then the rider swap, this is just a really cool thing for those of you who don't know about it or who you just need to be reminded. Rider swap is when um, one adult, if you have like non-riders, people who either don't wanna go on the ride because they're too scared or they're too young, they're not high, tall enough, um, you can rider swap. And Andrew and I do this all the time because we have little kids. But you can, one parent can go and stand in the, the normal queue, whether it's 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, it doesn't matter. Um, you go and stand in the queue, and then when you're done, you ride or swap, and the person who didn't go ride goes and rides the ride after that.
0: Now, something important to, to do if you're going to ride or swap. You have to still go to that little key, the fat yes. where it says fast pass standby. You have to go there and you have to scan your passes and say, mm-hmm. We are going to write or swap.
2: Yeah. They you can't have get along the it. line
0: and then say, Hey, we were going to write or swap. Can you let them on now? Like you have to be scanned in and say, saying, Like, yes, we're going to wait in the line. These people are going to go on after. And Margie, I have some news. Um, it's a rumor, I think, currently, but it was seeming like something that Disney is going to go forward with. Um, But before you could, like each person, let's say Margie and her son, they both went and waited in line. And they said, we're gonna do writer swap and her husband is gonna go on next with the kids. Well, before Margie and her son could each get two people with the writer swap. So like Margie gets two people, two of their family members and son gets two of the family members. Well, now they're gonna just let you do, they're only gonna let you do one, which is really sad for families who have three kids. I thought
2: it was, um, how it worked when we went, if I had two kids with me, if I went with two kids, then Andrew could go with two kids kind of thing. And so it wasn't like my two kids got extra people to come over on with them as well. But it was like, if I had two kids or if I had three kids with me, Andrew could go with three kids kind of thing. However many kids I had, that's how many the next person could go on to. So it'll, I mean, either way, it's fine. It would just be really horrible to be like, um, yeah, one of you can ride again, but not all three of you.
0: I need to look up the article, but that's what it was sounding like, which was like only one person gets to go back on with the person. So like if I was waiting in line, if you have three children and two of them can ride, only one of those kids gets to go ride it with the other parent instead of all, all both of them. So you have to pick. A kid yeah, to go back sad. with you, and you don't get to experience it with both of your children. Which I was like, so for a family with, you know, just the two kids, it's really not a big deal. Yeah, but if you have three or more, and it just it made me really frustrated because I already feel like Disney pushes out those families with more than two children mm-hmm. with like limiting the hotels they can stay at. They're like, oh no, you can't stay at these value resorts. Your, your kids won't fit, and I'm like, excuse me. My kids fit in, I don't know, every <laughs> storm we have, seems like everybody can fit into one single bed. I'm pretty sure we can fit into two queens.
2: <laughs> so well, yeah,
0: it's just frustrating that they they seem to kind of keep pushing out those families of more than four.
1: Yeah, it is. I know that's hard because that's what happened when we traveled with our one friends, they had to have two rooms because there were five of them.
2: Um, another thing to say also is not every single attraction has rider switch. Correct. So so you'll need to make sure which ones ahead of, the, of time. Most, most of the big, big ones. ones do. Most of the big ones do. So, oh, well, I hope they don't change that. Like, what does it matter if I'll one person article. goes or if three people go? Like, what does that matter? Anyways. Oh, Disney.
1: Anyways, we're going to move along because we are taking a long time Ooh. today. Yeah. <laughs> So officially October 1st, guests that are staying at Disney resorts or in Disney, some of the Disney good neighbor hotels are going to be allowed to enter the parks earlier, uh, like the extra magic hours that they used to have prior to the pandemic. Um, this will give them a little bit extra time and it is it is a perk of course of staying on property which we all enjoyed in the past and i'm sure we will enjoy again now if you stay at a deluxe or deluxe villa resort you will also be able to do extra hours at night so the only thing that disney wants you to keep in mind is that you have to have a valid disney ticket for that park and a park reservation but yes you can get in i think it's only 30 minutes early i was looking and i thought that's what we had said originally because it used to be an hour i'm pretty sure it's 30 minutes early i think
2: i remember the 30 minutes and i was like why not an
1: hour? Well, the extended okay. o- evening hours, though, says a couple hours. Yeah, that is, Ooh. I mean,
2: that is a perk if you're staying at those deluxe resorts.
1: Which, like hey. we said in the past, that's what you pay for. hmm Oh, yeah. Steph's going to be at the Grand
0: Floridian. In October.
1: That means Fun. she'll get to partake.
0: Right, well, Which means I'm going to have to try and keep my kids up to like, midnight.
1: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I'm trying to get
0: my... My two-year-old to stay up that late? Oh, he'll be three by then. It's fine; he can handle it. <laughs> he'll handle it just fine.
2: Right. They can sleep in the stroller, Give and then some you sugar. can do ride or switch. It'll be fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> Find some rando and like have them watch your kids for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure I'm going to take your advice on that one. <laughs> so the food and wine festival started today at Epcot in Orlando. As we've mentioned before, this festival has like 30 different booths in addition to other amazing food offerings that they always have at Epcot because Epcot's food is always on point. Keep in mind that the new booths are going to open October 1st, so not all 30 booths will open the first day. The menus are also subject to change, so just... just. Don't go in with this like, oh, I this one will first sure be there and it'll be open. And I'm getting this like you you got to kind of try and stay on top of looking at at those menus and staying current with it. Some of the menus are already out for guests to preview outside of the booths. Also, guests have noticed that one by one, the topiaries from the Flower and Garden Festival have been removed. Wah, wah. Oh, Kinda that's sad. so sad. I know. Oh. I love the topiaries. If you haven't been to food and wine festival, which I have not, I <gasps> always do flower oh. and garden. Get so I'm excited, not... Stephanie. Get so excited. <laughs> Is it good? <laughs> I it's great. Yes. Love
2: the food and wine festival.
1: It's amazing.
0: Better than flower and garden?
1: Yes. Um, it's different though.
0: It's Depends. different. Yeah. I mean,
2: I know how you love the topiaries and you love the butterfly house yes. and you love the things of the flower and garden. And the flower and garden also brings in food good booths. Food.
3: Really oh, good food.
2: such good food. Just the food and wine brings in 10 times more.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, more to eat.
2: <laughs> it is really
3: fun. So, on the Disney Plus side of things, This past Friday, Disney Plus had premiere access and movie theaters premiered the next Marvel movie, Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson. Um, Zach and I were able to watch it. I couldn't wait. Um, We rented it Friday night. Um, This movie was very well done. I could absolutely see it winning awards. Um, The acting was incredible. uh, Florence Pugh and David Harper really brought their A-game. I thought they were standout. However... I texted Margie the day after, and I was like, do not rent this unless you're going to watch it first. Please heed the PG-13 warning. First of all, there are some deep social issues covered in this movie that could absolutely be triggering to some people. Second, there are a few extremely violent scenes. Let's remember Black Widow is a spy. Think Born meets Marvel. Ah, If you plan on watching this with your family, with kids, I highly recommend watching it first to ensure you know either when to skip or to cover their eyes. Thank
2: and you. And I think good that was. Advice.
1: I appreciate that because we didn't get to watch it this weekend either. And I was wondering because it's always good. So I knew one of us, thankfully, would watch it so that yep. we could give a little thing. <laughs> and I appreciated you putting that. I'm like, yeah, you need to talk about that. <laughs> well, because people just don't know. And that's the thing no. that we talk about is school stuff. And I see it all the time. First and second graders watching rated R movies. I mean, why? Why would you it's, not check that yeah. out?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, we usually do, and that's why Captain America was very shocking shocking to us. Because we usually do preview it. Like, we have previewed all of the Marvel movies, but um, WandaVision was so cute and family-friendly. that (laughs) (laughs) We're like, yeah, let's watch that one. They haven't watched any of Loki, though. And Loki's not, like, it's not bad. I mean, children can watch it, but it's just not...
3: It's a lot of dialogue. I don't think it's not. See. It's not. Yeah, it's
2: not entertaining for children. I don't think. Like, there's just. So I mean, it's really good, but sometimes I, I get bored <laughs> with it. I'm like, oh no. my gosh. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I enjoy it. So, um, but thank you, thank you for the warning. Yeah, We're not going to see it until it's free on Disney Plus. So, <laughs> that's that's how we roll. Um, so we told you that the Wave restaurant would be closing Friday, July 16th at the Contemporary for refurbishments in preparation for the 50th, which we're all so excited about for that 50th anniversary. Um, but they have said that the food, the breakfast food at the Wave, is the Wave only for breakfast?
1: No, it's it's breakfast, okay. lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: that's what I was thinking. Um, but the... Breakfast food at the Wave is going to be served at the California Grill. Whoop, whoop, so That is awesome. So do you, will you be making a California Grill reservation for breakfast in the app? I'm asking a question, is that how you would do it? But then you would be expecting to eat the Wave food. That is what I got from the article.
1: Yes, you're going to make it at the California Grill realizing that you were going to get the food from the Wave. But that food was on point. I loved it. I loved the Wave.
2: Well, that's exciting. So they're going to be offering this daily from 7.30 to 11.30 through September 6. So if you're there during that time and you want a posh breakfast at the California Grill, (laughs) do it. Go there. Um, And it's just going to be kind of fun to like, Eat breakfast, top floor of the
0: contemporary.
2: And the view.
0: And and pay the wave price instead of the California grill. And price. pay
2: the wave price instead of California Grill. I mean, I can't That's see right anything my wrong with this. I want to <laughs> yeah. do this so bad. I've never even eaten at California Grill. We're gonna do it next time we go. But
1: Oh my gosh, it's so good.
2: We feel like we're gonna do that. Um, if we ever go down there. For a non-park Disney experience, we'll go eat at the Contemporary at night so that we can see the fireworks and all that stuff. So
1: it's a real thing. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you um, honestly, you could go resort hopping, have a resort hopping trip, and just do outskirts. Just and we didn't stay on property last year, but just the little that we did with my mom, I felt like we
2: were at Disney. I mean, like you guys, Andrew tricked me. Friday morning we we're like what are we doing this weekend we have no plans he was like if we leave now we can be at Disney Springs tonight oh. and I was like everybody in the car we're <laughs> going everybody now stat like before he changes his mind <laughs> we waited too long but <laughs> we we decided to actually plan that out and not be as spontaneous but I was like that sounds amazing
1: anyway it's How fun. Mm -hmm. So on Monday, Disney announced that they will have holiday offerings this year, which is a bonus with everything last year was kind of here, there, and everywhere. Not a real true view of what Disney looks like for Christmas. So beginning on November the 12th, they're going to have the world's most magical celebration at Disney World. And so at the Magic Kingdom, their decorations are supposed to be all back out again because the decorations were slim pickings last year it was mm. if you've been years past like we have it was a very sad sad but I mean you still felt good but you know what I'm saying like when they just are over the top and then you come and you just got a little bit of sprig of this here and a little sprig of this <laughs> there, it was like what happened they you yeah. know they, because they just didn't have enough uh, cast members to do it and then the projection on the castle is going to have a holiday theming Um, They did want to let guests know that they will not, again, be draping Cinderella's castle with the lights, the frozen lights. They will not be back again, which was a little sad for me. Like ever, ever? No, they didn't state that. Um, But I think that, remember they said last year that they have to do all this fire retardant stuff to them, which I guess I never really thought about in years past and how costly it is. And they're still trying to recoup from the COVID mess. So... I mean, and now we have COVID numbers raising in different places. So, yeah, they're just being cautious as far as money that they're spending. Um, Instead of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, they're going to have Disney's Very Merriest After Hours Party. And it'll run on select nights from November 8th to December 21st. And it'll be four hours of festivity. So, again, it's a shortened amount versus I'm sure that you're going to be able to get in a couple hours early. They haven't released that yet. Um, But you'll get Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks along with Disney Disney characters that are going to be throughout the park, which is good because that wasn't the case before. They didn't say Cavalcade. They said the Disney characters are going to be throughout the park, which makes me think it's going to be like in the past where you get a picture with them.
0: Yay. Oh, I'm going to cross my fingers on that. Holiday
1: music and decor and then the free treats that are included with that ticketed item. Again, this is an extra ticketed. It will go on sale sometime in August. We don't know the amount yet, um, or the dates for sure. They have not released all that. This is all new, literally came out Monday before we're recording this for Wednesday. So we're trying to get you But it's
0: Disney, so we can assume the price has gone up. So just go ahead and start saving for it now.
1: (laughs) We'll just consider that Boo Bash was significantly higher than Mickey's Not So Scary. And Mickey's very Merry Christmas. When we went, we went on the last night, December 22nd, a few years back. And I remember paying $100 a person and thinking that, oh my gosh, $100 a person. But I did it just for the experience. And I'm sure it's going to be more than that. But yep, you pay for what you get.
0: I would guess that you are correct. Um, Well, Animal Kingdom's also going to be doing their holiday decor throughout their park. And then their flotillas that are on Discovery Lake will be holiday themed as well. So the characters will be out there in their little holiday outfits and cute little holiday floats. The Tree of Life will have a holiday edition of Tree of Life Awakenings. And then Disney Springs will have the Christmas tree stroll with over 20 trees that are decorated with themes of Disney characters and or Disney Pixar movies. This is something that you just have to uh, see. And of course, Disney Springs is free. So just go on over to Disney Springs, walk around and see all these beautiful trees. There'll be a large Christmas tree decorated throughout Disney Springs, as well as amazing decorations like reindeer presents, ornaments. A surprise snow, this is my favorite part, is gonna come down on guests when you least expect it. So you'll just be walking around and it'll just kind of start snowing. Uh, In Florida. Just imagine it, guys. Snow in Florida. (laughs) It will be amazing. Disney Springs is also an amazing place to shop for Disney Christmas attire, ornaments, and Christmas gifts for your loved ones. So you can get some of your Christmas shopping done while you are getting snowed on and looking at all those trees. The trees are freaking amazing.
2: They I are. love them so much, and I want every single one of them to be at my house. And I just think they're amazing. It is kind of weird when it's like 85 degrees outside still, and then you feel snow <laughs> 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 as you're looking at a Christmas tree. And I'm like, what is happening right now? But it's so fun. So if you're going during the Christmas season, you have to make a stop at Disney Springs.
1: You do. Yeah, it's for a must. Sure.
3: So, um, on the Hollywood studio side, Sunset Seasons Greetings is going to be returning. Sunset Boulevard will receive their festive productions and magically transform into a snowy corner of Arendelle, a Muppets gingerbread masterpiece, a Toy Story hotel, and a Dickensian village inspired by Mickey's Christmas Carol. Um, this will alternate with the tower's nightly transformation into a beacon of magic. Santa will have a motorcade. Minnie and friends will greet guests at Hollywood and Vine in their holiday attire. And Santa Goofy will be available for photos. The Frozen sing-along will also have an added song just in time for the holiday.
1: Yeah, if that is one thing. And I'm not saying that one park is better than the other because I think I can't really decide that. But I do love what they do with the Tower of Terror at Christmas time. It is amazing. It is the coolest thing. It's a gingerbread house. Then it's Toy Story. Then it's another movie. Then it's the Muppet. I mean, it's just constantly moving. And it was really cool when you were waiting in line for Fantasmic that you got to watch all that. They don't, they've not announced Fantasmic's back. I'm still holding out, but I really want my mom to see that so badly, but I haven't announced that yet. And when
2: we were there, I mean, pre-COVID, when we were there, it snowed on us. On Sunset yep. Boulevard, yep. while you're looking at the Hollywood like Tower, of real terror. snow. <laughs> I mean, bubbles. It was Disney snow. It was not real, but
1: it was Disney snow. It was magical Disney snow. <laughs> Disney snow was <is> magical.
2: <laughs> you uh, okay, me for a second, Margie. I am sorry. <laughs> no, it was like Disney snow.
3: <laughs> gotcha.
2: Okay, so Epcot is also going to get into the holiday theme of things and they're going to have the international festival of the holidays and that's going to start november 26th and go through december 30th there will be holiday kitchens around the world showcase and performances by voices of liberty the cookie stroll yum yum and much
1: more I want the much more to be the candlelight processional just throwing in my yes. two cents.
0: Yes. <laughs> Disney, are you listening? <laughs> you, you need to listen, Disney. We're going there
1: on Christmas Day. My mom needs her Oh shirts. my God. Aww.
2: That would be amazing. Um, yeah, Epcot at Christmas is really, really fun. Um, the Disney Resort will also be decked out for the holidays. So when we went, we went the week before Thanksgiving. And so the resorts hadn't been hit with Christmas quite yet. Like we were saying um, all-star music when we arrived, but when we checked out, it had been hit by Christmas. And I just thought it was like so Mm -hmm. exciting. Like one day there wasn't Christmas and the next day there was. so just make sure if you're planning to be at Disney World after Halloween, we encourage you to save the day to visit some of the various resorts to see their decorations. And I full heartedly support that opinion because <laughs> that is why we went at Christmas time because I wanted to go and resort hop and see all of their gingerbread houses. Okay. And so there are, going to be here this year were they there last year
1: no they they did not have them last year Okay, they sold the shingles in one of the stores that that they usually sell but there's all kinds of things in that yeah go ahead
2: yeah and so they're gonna be back this year which um makes me really happy which is mm, maybe we need to do a non-park visit resort only during christmas that would be fun (laughs) just throwing that out there okay um so some of the highlights are the gingerbread house in the grand floridian which is life-sized like people work there the cast members are in there shelling selling you shingles of the gingerbread house which is awesome you like it's a store it's a gingerbread store made out of gingerbread Um, At the beach club, there's a chocolate gingerbread carousel. When we went, it was Peter Pan themed and we were told that it changes every year, the theme. So that's kind of fun. At the yacht club, there's a winter town with trains running throughout all the themes with Disney towns. And then there are other resorts that have Disney um, gingerbread houses as well. So if you need more information, feel free to reach out. I know that we went to the Contemporary and the Wilderness Lodge as
1: well. Those are good, but even All Stars, um, the one thing that I liked, I don't know if yours hotel did that or not. I know it was at All Star Music is where we were. Uh, The cast members have contests. Like one resort had a wreath decorating contest and one resort had their own gingerbread contest where the cast members competed and then the guests oh, voted on fun. who had the best one. Just a fun way to include everybody. They even had, if I'm not mistaken, you know how you can do tie dye shirts at the pool or whatever oh, uh-huh. without with what I like to call the cruise director uh, cast members, because they always are so fun trying to get everybody involved. Um, I'm pretty sure they had a gingerbread decorating contest. Like you could buy a little kit and then do it with them at the pool.
2: So. See, that's fun. I think that when we went, we were still too early because we went oh. mid-November. Right, right. And I think a lot of it hits more in December, but they still do have a lot of the stuff out. But I just love Christmas time at Disney.
1: So thank you, to Mar- uh, Miranda and Margie, for joining us this week for our Rumors and News. Uh, it was very fun-filled, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm very super excited about Christmas. Not that I, I don't always get excited about Christmas, but... If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or you can now text us at 636-395-0544. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text us either Stephanie, Margie, Miranda, or myself, Vicki, at 636-395-0544. It's just a reminder that it's a $200 deposit and it will hold your reservation.
0: And guys, we love hearing from you. So you could even text if you have something else to say. Right, Vicki? That's right. Just tell we us. We enjoy it.
1: Uh, yeah, just tell us if there's something that you like that we're doing or if you just think we've lost our minds, which is very possible. <laughs> right.
0: If you want to add your two cents about something, yeah, send it our way. Be sure to listen to Friday's show when Kaylee, Gina, and Vicki bring us part two of Wilderness Campground and Resort Review. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com. Our Facebook page, the Mouse Capades Podcast, and our TikTok page for your story travel is at your story travel. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mouse Capades Podcast.
1: Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Adventures out there.
0: Cold is fire. Have a magical day, my friends.